Your phone call is welcome at 869-1330. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I was working in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight for my monster from his slab began to rise and suddenly to my surprise he did the mash he did the welcome back to the john whitmer show on 98 7 and 1330 knss wichita's number one talk sponsored by wink hartman and the hartman group of companies don't forget if you ever miss an episode you can always visit knssradio.com You'll find a link to podcasts of all our episodes there. Make sure you like and share the John Whitmer Show on Facebook. Download the Odyssey app. You can find all our episodes as well there. And follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer. Those are the best ways to stay informed on all the latest show updates. So by now, we all know that actor Alec Baldwin shot and killed his cinematographer and injured a director during the tragic shooting on the Western Rust. But what we don't know is why on earth would the Rust crew take a prop gun and load it with real bullets for target practice offset. After all, the prop gun is just that, a firearm to shoot blanks and make a loud noise for cinematic impact. But this time, it had a fatal impact. Joining us now is Bill Frady. He is a firearms expert and host of Lock and Load podcast on the OPS channel. He is an expert on anything and everything that has to do with the world of uh, guns and the Second Amendment. Bill, thank you for joining us this evening. Nice to have you on the show, my friend. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Bill, you know, I've, uh, I've seen enough of the news coverage on this story to know at least the basics, uh, enough to know that the, the gun handling rules differ for use of a gun on a, on a at a range, for example, versus a movie set. But there, there, there's definitely some clear differences between the two, isn't there? Um, there is, but it only amounts to how many people are there. It, it all comes down to chain of custody, to use a phrase that a lot of people might use. On a range, uh, if I'm a student on a range, my gun stays on me. My gun cannot be out of the holster unless I'm well back at the fire line. It has to be cleared before I go. And just imagine going to a class with 30 people. You have range safety officers running up and down the line as people are walking back to make sure the gun is clear and empty and back in the forward position. And you walk back there with what is referred to as a dead trigger on a semi-automatic. That's where you empty the gun, run the slide back, pull the trigger. Now the gun is inert for for the most part, unless you do a couple of steps to get it back into battery. On a on a movie set, you have an armorer who is the he is the king of the guns. And he may have associate armorers that help him do his job, but the, the armorer is the king of the guns. And the guns that he has on hand are they're supposed to be like under his strict supervision, always in his sight, if not in his sight, locked up, it's behind him. In front of him is everybody else. Nobody gets behind him to go to where they are. Okay, so that, uh, and, that makes basic sense. Safety, yes. I mean, it, it totally makes sense to me. The, I mean, the news coming out of all of this, if you look at this, is this is a bunch of people pointing fingers at each other. I, I'm thoroughly confused because now the armor is saying it wasn't her, and the, the assistant director is saying it might have been him, and uh, Alec Baldwin is shopping in New England. Yeah, I, well, that's one thing. I just saw this week the armorer who, who oversaw the guns used in the filming of Rust 
said producers allowed for a, quote, unsafe movie set and rejected her requests for training and other measures. I mean, have you ever heard of producers intentionally overriding safety protocols uh, on a movie set like this before? Assuming she's telling the truth. Well, I mean, it has to do with budget, and that's why they were shooting in New Mexico instead of in California. Because they have a union for everything in the movie business. And um, yet you have to have approved union armors and you rarely ever have, you don't really have accidents on set with people that know what they're doing that have a strict chain of custody control over the gun. Um, and in a, a, a production like John Wick, Taron Butler at Taron Tactical Innovations actually built real guns they were going to be used in the John Wick movie. He then sent them to Extreme Props, where Gary Tours took them and adapted them to uh, to fire only blanks. And at that point, they become not real guns anymore in that configuration. He also took those guns and he made a resin rendition of them and a rubber rendition of them. Because when they're not firing the gun, they would have a resin gun in their holster. And if they're throwing the gun at somebody, they would throw a rubber gun at somebody. With uh, in, in a scene where they're going to shoot, the master armor gives to the associate armor. They would take the gun to Keanu Reeves. They would say, okay, Keanu, in this little snippet here, you're firing five times. The guy would hold up five blanks. Everybody concerned with the shot would be looking at the five blanks, load him in the magazine, stick him with the gun, uh, chamber the gun, hand the gun to, to uh, Keanu. Keanu sticks it in his holster, does not pull it out to examine it anymore until he does the shot. Gotcha. Okay, see, that seems they, very safe, very organized. Yes. Uh, they don't, and back in the 60s, when the Westerns, like my favorite Western was the Rifleman. Oh, yeah. And Chuck Connors used to shoot a lot of people. He killed 120 people on that show in the script. And um, they had, they only had real guns because a gun would not function in certain ways unless you left it, they, they would bl- plug up the barrel enough to keep the unspent powder from the blank from coming out. But you still had unburnt powder flying out of the gun. So they started developing this technique where they would film the, the, the good guy cowboy shooting at a 45-degree angle, and then they would film the bad guy reacting to the shot at a 45-degree angle, and then they would put them together. But they never filmed a wide shot of somebody actually aiming a gun at somebody because they just didn't do that. That got reiterated after Brandon Lee was killed on set. That got reiterated hard, and they added some other safety measures like bulletproof plexiglass between the uh, camera and the and the gun if they're aimed anywhere in that general direction. But they're never supposed to aim directly at anybody, which aiming directly at the cinematographer was a major, major safety lapse. Well, and that's, you know, this isn't the first time that that someone's been killed on a movie set. You mentioned Brandon Lee. There have been a few others. But the difference here is there are some glaring instances on the set of Rust where the the crew were violating industry standards. For example, the gun handler, the armorer. You know, why why did the director hand Alec Baldwin the gun? Um, And for that matter, why was Alec Baldwin pointing a gun at a cinematographer and a director? I mean, there's just things like that that are real head scratchers. It's one of those clear, what the hell were they thinking moments. Well, you talked about training. Alec Baldwin's never been trained to handle a gun. If you go look at Tom Cruise in Collateral, 
when Tom Cruise got done training for collateral, all of his tactical instructors loved them some Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is a very good pupil. He uh, was basically a 21st century gunfighter when he got done training to be in collateral. Uh, Keanu Reeves for John Wick. I mean, uh, John Bernthal for The Punisher. These guys go out and they train with professionals that are uh, at, the, at the, the very pinnacle of training people to handle guns, all kinds of guns, tactics, uh, you know, class three, which is fully automatic, uh, semi-automatic, uh, hand-to-hand combat. These guys really immerse themselves in their roles. Um, Alec Baldwin has never done that. He's been in other movies where he has used guns and he's never been convincing of that. And the, the, the new trend in uh, Hollywood seems to have been to where when you look at somebody using a gun, you want to believe that they know what they're doing. Yeah, and well, it, it's become its own cottage industry clear, within the entertainment industry. Clearly, he he has, and we're talking with firearms expert Bill Frady. Bill Reuters has reported that Alec Baldwin's crew may have used a prop gun with real bullets for target practice offset. Well, I mean, doesn't yeah. that expose them to some kind of liability here? Well, that exposes them to the fact of this: a a true prop gun won't fire live rounds. That was a real gun. That was a that was an unaltered gun. They're using prop gun. They're using terms like prop gun and the gun went off and stuff like that. Guns don't just go off. Right. Clearly. A, a single action cowboy gun, which is what they were using, single action revolver, 45 long Colt. You have to pull the hammer back and you have to pull the trigger for the hammer to go forward. That's just the way it is. You might be able to tow it behind a pickup truck loaded and, and battery and ready to go cocked and locked, and it might go off if it hits something, but something has to hit that trigger to actuate the mechanism. So uh, Alec Baldwin pulled the hammer back and pulled the trigger, and it fired. But it is not a prop gun. It's a real gun. Only real guns fire rounds and don't come apart. So clearly there was negligence on multiple parts here. I mean, if you had to guess... So many levels. So I mean, many levels. Does Alec Baldwin face some liability in this at all, do you think? Well, he's the producer. He's the money guy, you know. So, I mean, uh, it's obvious that they were trying to save some money. I understand that. Uh, like maybe if you're going to save money on a Hollywood production, you do a romantic comedy with no gunplay. <laughs> yeah. To where you don't have to worry about cutting corners that are – because this is, you know, it, when I was talking about The Rifleman with Chuck Connors, you know how many people got hurt on the set of The Rifleman due to a gun accident? From what I recall, none. None. Right. Uh, Gunsmoke, James Arness. How many people he killed on Gunsmoke? A few thousand? Who knows? No no accidents on there. Right. I mean, uh, on, on John in the John Wick movies, they've never had a uh, discharge or any sort of a squib problem or something. And they, the more gunplay you have, the more instances, more chances you have for something to go sideways. So... You know, John Wick, his kill count per movie is about 100. <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, they've had no issues. And it's, it, it is, it's a science. If you do things a certain way, it's not going to, you're not going to have any issues. You have to be very tight. You have to be very locked down. You have to be almost obsessive about the safety. But we're talking about guns. Guns are, by design, dangerous instruments. Well, this is one of those areas that you can't afford to, to, to crimp and save because you're talking about safety in people's lives. 
Bill, I appreciate your insights. You're the host of the TV show Lock and Load on the Opinions Channel. If folks want to view the show, if they want to catch an episode, they can find it at opinionschannel.com or on Airy TV. That's A-I-R-Y dot com or dot TV, rather. Correct? That's where they can find you if they want to watch an episode? Yes, sir, that is. Well, Bill, I appreciate you, brother. Thank you again for joining us this evening. Carry on the fight, my friend. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Coming up after the bottom of the hour break, Sherry Curry from the Wichita Paranormal Research Society will join us to discuss paranormal investigations they've conducted and the existence of any paranormal activity in Sedgwick County. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. We'll be back right after this.